Heather. Welcome to The Beautiful Messy Show, a podcast for women who want to believe, behold, and become all God's created them to be in whatever season of life. I help women learn to live a faith-filled and fueled life. On this show, I will give you biblical perspectives for every season of life and mindset reset strategies for everyday life. So let's begin and learn how to find the message in the messy. Well, hello, beautiful sisters, and welcome back to the beautiful messy show. We are in season 10 episode four. So here in HB Ministries for the month, we are talking about women of the word. So we've already talked uh, about Deborah in this season. We have talked about uh, JL. And now we're really focusing on here in episode four, Ruth and Naomi. Wow, what a beautiful couple. So before I get into that story, I want to apologize on being a little bit late here. Um, The reality of what's going on here at the homestead is we had a huge, and when I'm saying huge, huge storm. Um, We still have trees that my husband and I need to cut apart. My husband's going to chainsaw them, and we're going to be walking them to the fire pit, probably working on that all weekend. And it took down power lines, and we have been out of power for almost one week. My power actually just came on about an hour ago. Wi-Fi was just restored yesterday. So it you, you wonder, like, and even Xfinity and my phone, Sprint, um, and I'm kind of more out in the country now, so when the Wi-Fi is all wacko, Uploads don't happen. Taking an inst- a little Instagram story to say, hey, ladies, how are you today? And we're going live. None of that happened. It was actually a very quiet time. I did a lot of the one night we had absolutely no Wi-Fi, nothing. I just opened up my Bible and started highlighting with our, our Bible code chart that you have in your Bible study journal for this month. And I just sat and did a lot of reading and worked on my workbook pages and Wow, they're filled in. So now that the uh, power's back up, I'm going to share some of my pages. I'm probably going to go crazy um, online for the rest of today now that everything is working. But that is why I'm behind. That That is where I disappeared. And I'll show you a few videos of the trees down. Follow me over on um, Heather Baxter 1 Instagram or on Facebook. They'll come up in the stories and I'll show you. And it was kind of crazy because as I was you know, learning about Naomi and Ruth this week, I just thought of their life as a storm before the storm came. I was like, wow, their life was, what a storm. What a storm they walked through. And then that they at the end, they experienced um, just the sun, the sun of God shining on them, the favor of God shining on them, you know, God's promises and, and the redemption and everything, which we're going to talk about today. And I thought, wow, what an ending to a perfect storm. Well, it was funny because I wanted to film a little bit of a YouTube video. And so I actually filmed the beginning of the storm, which was basically, they said we were not too far from a tornado. And I'm outside on my upper deck, my balcony, and you just watch. I'm going to pull and put together a YouTube video this week, and I'm going to probably just do something fun with this story Um, because it just reminded me of a storm, I mean. And so as I walk into today's episode, I really want to talk to you about 
Naomi and Ruth, and when I say a couple, their relationship had intimacy in it. It was a mother and a daughter-in-law, but I want you to be thinking of any relationship. It could be you and your best friend. It could be you and your husband, you and your daughter, um, whatever. We all have relationships in life, amen? And God may use this story to teach you something because I believe that we can walk through bitterness in a lot of our relationships. We can walk through a storm in life. And if we learn what I'm going to share, I'm going to share seven points today based on Naomi and Ruth. And I'm hoping that you'll see that even during a bitter season, Naomi still believed and trusted God. And that created an intimacy with her and Ruth because Ruth was watching her. But it didn't mean that she was walking around all perfect and, and had her emotions together. Um, and I'm going to share seven things that, that Naomi did and that Ruth received. And it's just amazing. So that's what we're going to glean today. And as I was reading the scriptures, because we do our podcast on Wednesday, and the scriptures in our workbook, and if you're new here, welcome, you can head over to heatherbaxter.com. And we do a workbook a month. And that workbook is all around the theme for that month. And then every week we have one major theme. So like this week we're studying, like I said, the story of Naomi and Ruth. So we're in the book of Ruth right now and we study something different every single week. So for example, this week we're really breaking down, you know, who Naomi was and how Naomi had seasons of weakness. Do you have seasons of weakness? Absolutely. And then we talked about how, how Naomi believed and trusted in the Lord. And that's what your podcast is going to be on today. That's our Wednesday. So we are reading, you know, Ruth chapter two, verses 19 through 20, and Ruth chapter four, 14 through 15. And then we did a little bit of observation on that. We looked at some application. And then the rest of the week, we have little things about Naomi. But for today, in the verses, I was just, you know, what was I gleaning? I was just taking note today. And I want you to just think about this in a life of, if you're going through bitterness or if you're going through trial, or let's say a storm. And the storm is so bad that literally things are being destroyed. Power is out. Um, when power is out, you're sacrificing a lot. So when we're going through storms in a relationship, things get broken. Trees get knocked down. Things get knocked down in your life. Things fall apart. Things are damaged. And I believe when Naomi walked through this, uh, you know, this whole storm, no matter what, she had an expectancy of what her God could do and would do. However, it didn't take her bitterness away. And that is something I want you to understand. Whatever your storm looks like, your worry, your anxiety, the Bible tells us to cast that all to the Lord. Now, we're still going to walk through the valley. We're still going to walk through the storm, but we have to keep casting and keep casting and have that expectancy, have that expectancy that God is moving in the hardship. God is moving in the bad news. God is moving in the illness. God is moving in the grief. God is moving in the loss. Whatever your storm is like, whatever your clouds are about, whatever that storm is, you know, maybe on your page right now, draw a bunch of clouds 
and write in each cloud what your storm is really looking like, what your hardship is looking like, what are those difficult moments looking like, what, what is that exactly, and surrender those. You have a surrender page in this workbook. Put those things down and know, 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 know that in the end of the storm, in the end of the story, God is your redeemer and he redeems the lost. He redeems what's damaged. And we know that. The word tells us that. The word promises us that. So even though Naomi walked through a period of paralyzed faith, let me say that again, paralyzed faith, she knew, she knew that she was going to look out for her daughter-in-law and she was still going to have it in expectancy. God knew her faith was a little paralyzed and hurt, but that didn't mean that she got angry with God. That didn't mean, now she even said that. She even, you know, claimed that, look what God did to me. That That's showing you that we're 100% human when we go through this season. But she still deep inside was just sometimes, you know, murmuring things or, or, or saying things because we all go there. Well, we go through this frustrating time. But there was something about her spirit that she still sensed God. She still desired to see God at work, even though she was walking through the rain. When you're walking through the rain or you're seeing that wind, you're shielding yourself somewhat. You have an umbrella somewhat. You have something over your head somewhat, yet the rain is still hitting you and you're probably making noises or you're probably looking out the window at the damage that's having done, you know, being done, or you're complaining about having no power. Those things are going to come out of your mouth. But deep inside, Naomi still had a sense that God was in control. That's all God expects. He knows that we're walking through something tough. And here's the thing. God is going to continue to move through your hardship. I want you to write that down. Number one, God is going to continue to move through your hardship. And number two, you're going to recognize that. God will make it clear that you'll know and you will recognize that. Number three, you have to understand that you can help others in those difficult moments. Always be looking at how you can help others or how you can encourage someone. And I know this would be, I, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes when I'm going through my personal struggles, the last thing I want to think about is, you know, who around me can I help? Because you have a lack of energy at that time. You know, you just feel stuck. But sometimes you've got to force yourself to do something small. You know, and Naomi was looking out for Ruth. You know, how can I encourage Ruth? So even in the story, in the story, if you were reading today, in the story of Ruth 2, 19 through 20, um, she was letting Ruth know that, hey, blessed be the man who took notice of you took notice of you. So that tells me that Naomi was expectant and trusting God that somebody was going to take notice of Ruth. And you know what? She was so expectant that God, God, God brought a family member in, a relative, a man that was close to their family. And the Lord blessed. And, and look at the end. Look at the end. She ends up marrying this man in the family, which they needed somebody in the family in order to have their land back because they were living in poverty. And God knew who to bring, who to bless, 
and put everything in order so they were blessed beyond their circumstances and more abundantly. And I love the end of that story because remember, whatever difficult situation you're moving through, God knows that. God knows that. So number four, God redeems the lost. God is constantly looking at how he can redeem you. I think we're on number four. I'm so bad with these number things. Let me just go through this again. Number one, God continues to move through your hardships. Number two, you need to recognize God. You need to learn to do that and pay attention to that. Take the other thoughts captive. Number three, you can help others in your difficult moments. Number four, God is going to redeem whatever's lost. You have to continue to tell yourself that, right? You have to continue to tell yourself that because sometimes you get so stuck in what's going on that you can't see past that. Number five, hope in devastating times of life is hard to come. You know, you, you, it's hard to come by. You, you, when you're going through a devastating time in life, are you really thinking about hope? You've got to train yourself. And so no matter what, I believe Naomi had that. You know, in the Bible, in Proverbs, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire brings forth a tree of life. Naomi had a desire. Even though she was paralyzed, she had a desire and an expectancy to see God and know God was going to work somewhere in the middle of their poverty. So she had hope. So number five says hope is dead. You have to have hope in devastating times of life. Claim the verse. I think it's 49.13. Proverbs 49.13. I'm not sure. Proverbs 49.13. Hope deferred. Just Google hope deferred makes the heart sick but a desire brings forth a tree of life. That's one of my key verses, and that's how I write down a vision. My desire is my vision, and I'm going to believe in that vision. If you're part of the ministry here, you know we set up a book in 2022. It was A Better You in 2022, and we wrote visions down for every part of our life. And those visions will change, but I had a desire for certain things that were not where they needed to be, what could be or should be. Right now, I just wrote a new vision for one of my children. Because things have changed and things have actually went in a direction um, that I'm grieving. It looks very stormy to me. So I desire something. I'm going to have hope. I'm going to write a vision. So hope deferred. Things that make you sick or upset or things that are going in the wrong direction. Sit down right now, grab a journal, and write down what could be or should be. What are you expecting? Because that's exactly what Naomi did in number five. Hope in devastating times. Number six, the past is not your final destination. The past is not your final destination. Maybe somebody today just needed to hear that. Just needed hope to say, wait a minute, I'm walking through the storm, but this isn't not the final. I've got to pick up some things. I've got to clean up the yard. I've got to clean up some of the destruction, but this is not my final destination. Amen. Number seven, doing the right thing takes sacrifice. When you're in a storm and maybe you have been hurt or something in your life has been damaged because of somebody else, doing the right thing still takes sacrifice. I'm going to challenge you to do the right thing, say the right thing, act the right way. God will redeem and pay it forward for your behavior. That's so good. Number eight, 
sharing openly about your relationship with God is what's going to bring intimacy in your other relationships. And it's also going to bring other people to God. So if somebody is a naysayer or, you know, making fun of you because our kids can, our husband can, listen, share openly, share openly that you have hope, share openly that you're expectant, share openly that you're bitter. I'm bitter right now. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if you should watch me. I don't know if you should come with me. I still believe in God, but I'm going through a hard time right now. Share that openly. That's still your relationship with God because eventually somebody's going to see God even in your bitterness. And that's okay. Being real, but sharing. Being real, but sharing. So that was number eight. Number nine, number nine, this is a good one. We will see a preview of Christ's redeeming power in our life. We're going to see it at the very end of the world because trust me, God is going to redeem all of us. We may be watching a lot of lost people, a lot of new waves going on right now, a lot of people trying to shake this world up. God will justify all of that. He will take care of all of that, but he's also, he's also going to redeem all of us. But he also wants to do that in your storm right now, right now. So believe that, believe that. And number 10, God is always using people around you for his purpose. God is always using people around you. So in the study with Naomi and Ruth, who was he using? He was using Naomi in her weakest moments. He was building character in Ruth. So Ruth could watch how Naomi acted in a situation that they're both experiencing two different storms. One lost their husband, both lost their husband. One lost their husband and their son. So they grieved together, but they watched each other's character. And I believe somewhere in there, Ruth knew. Ruth knew and watched the Naomi before the storm and knew that she had a relationship with God. Because remember, they were hanging out for a little while before everything was taken. Not long, but they were still in the same town. So I think she knew a little of her character. I know my mother-in-law is who won me to Christ. I watched her character. I watched her go through storms. I still watch her go through storms. I come to her when I'm going through a storm. That is the person I go to. That is the person I trust. That is the person that I know is going to hear me and I know is going to teach me truth. But I've also watched her during bitter seasons and hardship. And she would cry and stay to herself and, you know, think that she wasn't worthy of things, but yet her, her routines and her attitude and everything was still silently intimate with God. And she would see God do something amazing. He has redeemed, he has healed my father-in-law from one of the most severe motorcycle accidents where he should not be living. And we walked through that and I watched her. She has been my prayer warrior for every one of my kids. She was my prayer warrior for my marriage when it was her son that walked out on me. Now, let me just say something. I was not being the best wife either. I was not. We were both not putting it, you know, in, but just because he made the fine, you know, one of the actions that, you know, kind of set off everything doesn't mean that I sat there innocent either. We were both pulling on each other's heartstrings. Yet, yet, she was the one that didn't look at either one of us. She just looked at me and said to me, your relationship with God is the most important love relationship that you should have. Put that in order and God will put everything together in your life and bless you. That was the most important 
thing that was spoken to me. And that literally changed my character and saved my marriage. I began to work on me and my relationship and my character. And then God brought healing. So that number 10, when God uses people for his purpose, when you're going through a storm, look for the people that are trying to talk to you. Look for the people that are trying to point you in the right direction and truth. Look for those people because God is always putting those people in your pathway during a storm. I always tell people if it's it's never an accident that you ran across me on YouTube if God was, you know, you were going through a storm or needing some answers during a hardship. God uses people. God used Boaz in this story. God knew I had to use Boaz because he was part of the family line. He was the one that could help them with their um, titles and everything with the land. And oh, the end of their story is exceedingly abundantly and above all that they could think. And that's what God wants to do in your life. Go from bitterness to blessing. Is that not awesome? I hope you received a word today. I hope you're recognizing that God is moving through your hardness, heart, hardships and in and, and your hard hearts and those difficult moments and those paralyzing times of faith. God is redeeming. Look for it. Look for it. Make sure you have those God senses on even during the hard times. Don't let the enemy captivate those thoughts and cause anxiety and worry. Cast that. Cast that. Remember, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire brings forth a tree of life. Write your desires down right now and believe God for that. I love you, beautiful sisters. If you do not belong to HB Women's Ministry, please share this podcast with somebody. I want to invite you personally. Please, please come. Head over to heatherbaxter.com and check out what we're doing. You'll actually hit... You can hit right there, um, August Bible study, and it'll show you everything you need to do up to date right now. And you can join us and we have another whole week left. And then we're going to kick off September because that's the month we're going into with a whole new season, which is a new Bible study for four weeks. And you can grab your Bible study workbooks right on Amazon. Go to the author page, heatherbaxter.com. Grab a book. This actual study on womanhood and studying women of the Bible is a great study to do. And my playlist is up on um, uh, YouTube, so you can go through the playlist or you can follow along and catch up or, you know, you won't miss out in the final weeks with us. You will not miss out. So let me just tell you one thing before we close here. Every single Monday, I do a live teaching and I help you use the workbook pages in your workbook. So because sometimes we get new people and they're just like, okay, how do we do this? What are we doing? How do I follow her study? My studies look the same every single month, same rhythm and routine, because my um, number one goal for you is that you hear the word of God, that you experience God in your life so you can believe and behold and become all he's created you to do. And be. So that's Monday. Wednesdays is a podcast. Friday is a live teaching on YouTube at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we just do a live teaching over our whole week. We talk about what God you know, has taught us. And, and then if you're doing this in a small group, watch one of those, listen to one of them, and then turn it off and have some discussion. You can use me as you know your podcast as you listen in your small group and whatever. And then allow the Holy Spirit to move in your group, the Holy Spirit to move through your facilitator. And you'll see God bring up questions and you can sit and ponder them and talk as women through some of your workbook pages. That is Bible study. 
And you know what's exciting? Coming up here in the fall, I'm going to be arranging core groups. So if you don't have a Bible study, you want a core group with a facilitator, you can meet once a week on Zoom and discuss your Bible study for one hour in your cozy pajamas in the evening, or maybe your Bible study will be in the morning, whatever it is. It's going to be a blessing. And we need this In today's world, we need this time to sup with God and fellowship with other Christian women. So thank you for being here. I love you, beautiful sisters. And I hope that you can see that even in that messy storm, God is doing something beautiful. I love you and I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye, sisters. Lost again, going back. Lost in the shadows of a million stars Shouldn't they enlighten my near and far? Shouldn't they at all just tell me?